Welcome to the Great American Collectibles Show, heard Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. Eastern on PSA.com and the PSA Facebook page. The Great American Collectibles Show is brought to you by PSA and the National Sports Collectors Convention. Tonight's headlines are brought to you by Sports Collectors Daily. For all of your hobby news, features, and more, visit sportscollectorsdaily.com. And now, your hosts, Tom Zappala and Rico Petroselli. You know, Rico, here's the difference between you and I, all right? I'm on the IL, but I come to play. I mean, you got hit in the elbow with a baseball. You were out for four months. You know, you... you Let me you, tell you, you something you, right now. You're a big puss, okay? <laughs> what? What? what do you mean? Getting COVID. What's the matter with you? How could you get Omicrons, whatever the hell it is? I got the... I have the... Um, Ellen does, too. We yeah, were... Well, uh, and she and he gives it to his wife. Come on. Well, first of all... What the I hell have you been doing? My, my You're taking vitamins and all that stuff? You're supposed to... Uh, how the hell can you get that, for Pete's sakes? My granddaughter at my 70th birthday party, which, by the way, was a huge success... Uh, gave it to both of us because she was crawling all over us. Well, thanks for inviting me and Dave and Chris. Well, so I didn't. I didn't invite you guys because I didn't want you to get it. Yeah, Actually, uh, we, we didn't know she had it. I'm only teasing. Right. But anyways, I'm on the IL. Uh, I am fine. Uh, fine. Yeah, I mean, good. fine. You know what? I equate, I equate this, uh, and we're gonna bring we're gonna bring Steve Rickman in in one second, and then Please. Danny Wilkin from uh, uh, Memory Lane. Yeah. I equate this Omicron variant to a moderate to severe cold. Uh, it hits you right away. You get tested. You test positive. First two days are crap. You know, the head cold and all that stuff. I'm on day four. Now I'm at the point where, you know, it's just kind of coughing that crap out. Steve, have you had COVID? I've been lucky. I have not had it. This is the first time, man. I, I was shocked, shocked because we, Ellen, and Rico will attest to this. We have gone to great lengths, Ellen and I, over the last three years, like really great lengths not to get it. And, we didn't realize my granddaughter had it. She got it at school, kind of passed it on to us, and the rest is history. But, you know, something from, from what I understand, it's a lot better than the first generation of COVID that, uh, that oh, came yeah. out. So, yeah, so we're lucky. Uh, so anyway, you, so you should, I'm you should, home. You should be in the I studio. Miss, That's where you should be. I'm sorry? We got a cold. So what? I didn't want to contaminate Chrissy. You, I don't care. Don't worry. About Chrissy had it. She's not vulnerable. No, it's all right. Folks out there who are, who are uh, watching and listening, uh, <clears throat> he's, uh, you know what he is. I said it before, but don't worry about it. He'll be okay. 70 years old. Right, listen, 70. Before Holy we talk shit. to Steve Brookman, our headlines, and this is kind of has a little bit to do with us, not a lot. So PSA decided, and this was at the, in the last three days. Now, remember, Ellen and I and Joe Orlando and Johnny Mallory are gonna, with Rico are going to be at the ECSM booth doing a meet and greet, signing our new book is being released at the National. The PSA, in conjunction with us being there, they are going to be displaying Kenny Kendrick's entire 50 cards. The Diamondbacks collection oh, nice. will be on display at the PSA booth. So we're going to, you know, we'll stop in. Hope you come by either the ECSM booth or the PSA booth. Say hi to us. Uh, if you have books, we'll be more than happy to sign them. But we're just going to schmooze. So it's going to be really cool to see some of those fabulous, fabulous. Yeah, and he may, he may have to su- he sell them all the way his team's playing. I know. He's, he, they're struggling. They're really struggling. Uh, yeah, just, uh, what are you uh, going to do, though? All right, let's bring in Mr. Berkman. Somebody's got to lose. From, <laughs> Steve Berkman hey, from Clean Sweep. Hi, Steve in Hawaii. Hi, Steve. Hey, how's it going? Good, good. Steve, you have an auction that ends t- tonight. Because it's yeah, it ends tonight at eight o'clock. Uh, tell us about it because the timing is perfect for our viewers and listeners. Well, you have to have your initial bids in by eight o'clock. So the auction will have you have to have your first bids in by eight o'clock Eastern time tonight, and then at eleven o'clock Eastern time we do the ten minute rule. So the whole auction ends at the same time. <coughs> I don't know if anyone else does this in the hobby. Every lot starts at five dollars. There's no reserves of any kind, and it is loaded. We have over twelve hundred lots. The biggest one we've ever had by far. At this point, at the time we're recording this, we've almost 10,000 bids already in the auction. There's lots of great prices. There's lots of great deals. It is, you know, it's just loaded with collector grades, star cards, rookie cards, mid-grade stuff. We have a 19th century collection with very interesting, you know, affordable type cards, mayos, and all sorts of all sorts of cool stuff. So it's the most 
diverse auction of its kind we've ever had. It's a card auction, though. No autographs or memorabilia. Any non-sports cards? Not in this auction so much. This one's more about baseball. We have some football and basketball, but this is just, you know, this one's all about baseball cards from, like, you know, mainly 1880 to 1960. And, and there's just multiples of Mantles and, and, and Gibson rookies and, and all, all those kind of classic cards, Colfax rookies, Kilber rookies, all collector grade, you know, all affordable. You know what the good thing is, Steve, with, with your auctions? Um, everything is affordable. And you're saying it starts at five bucks. And, you know, uh, we pay attention to all of the auctions and auction houses, and they're all great auction houses. They really are. And for an auction like yours, starting at that five bucks for the for the collector that can't spend 50 or 60 or 70,000 bucks, there's always something that is really, you know, better than cool for them to bid on. Oh, absolutely. And we also have, you know, partial sets and high number lots and, you know, all sorts of things to help out collectors. And, you know, dealers bid too, of course, but, you know, it's geared to collectors to get things they need for their sets and their star card collections. So there's, you know, a big array of material, the most we've ever had in one of these auctions. Rico, jump in, by the way, at any time. I'm curious. This is uh, a question probably for all the houses, the auction companies, and they are great companies. Uh, How come... And all, think about having all all the companies, auction companies together. Think think about that, <laughs> having uh, an auction at the same time. How come there's so many people consigning? In other words, that's a good as, question. As opposed to saving, do well. I'm just just saying. Do they need the money? Maybe you know. Let's say they want to, you know, sell their great T T two O six cards or whatever, Ruth. I mean, they, they are, they, why are they not holding on to them? It's a good question. Basically. Oh, well, people have different reasons for selling things. They, it could be, you know, they, the old classic thing was the three Ds, the debt, divorce, and death. That's what brings things onto the market. So they, that's an old song saying from the art world. So that might be motivating people to sell. And the prices still are very high. It's a very strong market. So it's really yeah. not a bad time to cash out. In terms of the, the many auction houses, it's a problem. But I don't know what you can really do about it. I mean, it amazes me is, you know, the really giant auction houses that do three, 4,000 lots don't talk to each other. It's like, you know, it was a week in June where there were five in a week and we had a, we had one, you know, not that far from that. And everybody does schedule them certain times a year, but it's hard to control that. And, you know, people maybe should communicate more, but everyone has their time slots, but there's so much money out there right now. You can get away with it. I mean, what I would worry if I was a consigner and I'm being a little bit, you know, biased towards myself, my company, you know, the auctions where they have 856 mantles in the same auction and 853 mantles in this market running against three other auctions, maybe that's not the best idea. You know, with the, with the people that are doing that much stuff and that much duplication, maybe you want to, as a consigner, I, I wouldn't go for that. I wouldn't want eight of the same card in the same auction. You know something, Steve? I'm going to, Dan Wilkins uh, from Memory Lane is going to join us a little later on. I'm going to ask Dan that question because you are making a good point. You, uh, you know, Enrico, you brought up a good point for the first time this year. Um, point being is that if auction houses kind of looked at each other's schedule, I think that would probably be most appropriate. But I then on the other side of the coin, I can see, hey, if it's the height of the summer, I want to have an auction going. Or if it's near Christmas, I want to have an auction going. Course, but what I do agree with you, Steve, is and there's, the smaller houses tend to do what, like, kind of what you do is that if there's uh, you know three T206 cobs, green background, they won't put them all in the same auction. They'll spread them out over three auctions, which I think is kind of a good deal. Yeah, no question. And then you see certain cases in certain auctions, they'll have they'll actually have like 10, 53 mantles, tops mantles in the same auction. Or, you know, one time one of the big auction houses had three 1948 leaf satchel pages in the same auction. And, you know, if the market's going crazy and there's unlimited money, I guess you can get away with it. You know, now with things transitioning a little bit and, and you know, you may see some softening. So there there's risks involved with that. Yeah. You know, with, I mean, yeah, if, if I if I have a Christy Matthewson PSA 2 and <laughs> that's what he has, that's why. No, I don't. And you have a Christy Matthewson PSA 3 also in that auction. I'm not going to be happy as a consigner. I'm just not going to be happy because it's going to I I think it's going to it's going to really impact the sale of my card. But again, 
I could be wrong, uh, and we'll we'll find out later on too. Because I want to when I want to get the perspective of of a large auction house too. Rick, go ahead. The marketing for your au- auction goes nationwide. So, in other Absolutely. words, yeah, all of you are you know t- talking about your auction uh, yep. coming up. So that's a that's why we love to have you guys on this show <coughs> because you know Absolutely. you uh, well, you know you can talk about your auction. You know, Steve, as I said, now your auction ends at 8 o'clock tonight. Uh, auction, bids have to be in by 8 o'clock tonight, I should say. Okay? Mm-hmm. So this is a perfect opportunity for our viewers and listeners that are out there. As soon as this show's over, it's 7.30. I'm telling you right now, I've been on the site. There was some great, great, great items, some great prices. Steve, a couple of the other items. Can you, can you zero in on a, on a few particulars that you have? Yeah, sure. We got a Roberto Clemente rookie PSA two. We have a fifty-four Red Heart Mantle PSA two. We have a forty-eight Leaf Jed Williams PSA two. We have a couple T two hundred sixes with old Millbacks that are going nuts. We have a Zach Weed and a Fred Clark. We have a thirty-nine Play Ball Dimaggio and a PSA three. A fifty-six Mantle on a PSA three. You know that's sort of the top top stuff dollar wise, and then it goes down from there to you know there's things in there that are going to sell for twenty, thirty, fifty, seventy-five dollars. Not everything's Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what you want. And your website, how do people get to the auction? All right, so it's cleansweepauctions.com. That's cleansweepauctions.com. And you can just, the initial bids need to be in by 8. We have the tender at 11 o'clock. You just, if you haven't registered, just do it right away, and you can get right in the auction. And by the way, we're going to see you at the National. We're coming by with a little camera oh, crew, so we're going to chat with you for a few minutes. All right. That's that's All right. Take care, Terrific. Steve. Thanks Take a lot. Take care, Steve. Steve Ruckman from Clear Sweep Auctions. You know, he's 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 the kind of guy that that's he's got a, a good clean sweep, a clean auction house. You know, appeals to that to every kind of yeah, collector. Yeah. You know, that's yeah, good. No, I say I understand, but the great thing about it is that Steve and the other auction houses are also you know doing well. So absolutely, you know, so that maybe it doesn't matter. He said at this time, you know. Uh, <clears throat> Maybe uh, you can get away with it with say having three cobs and so on, uh, but uh, good. It's good to see that the, they are all doing well. All right, so I think we are ready for our next guest, uh, famous, famous, famous star. Uh, uh, <laughs> he's right. he's been featured on. He, remember the movie? Uh, what the hell was the name of it? Uh, crap, I'll, I'll think of it. Yeah. Uh, Nine and a half weeks. Oh yeah, yeah. Remember the movie Nine and a Half Weeks? Oh, that was well, a big hit. He was he was offered the lead in Nine and a Half Weeks and turned it down. <laughs> turned it down because he didn't think that Kim Basinger was good looking enough, which I still question to this day. But anyway, let's bring in Danny Wilkin from Memory Lane Auctions. Hi, Daniel. Hey, Dan. Uh, we can't hear you, Dan. Yeah, you know why? Because he's got that New York shirt on. That's why. no, Dan. You got to turn your uh, audio on. Ah, oh, there you go. There you go. And now we can hear you. Stand by. No, we hear you now. Action. Here we go. Okay, now we can hear you. How are you doing, Daniel? Good, good. How are you? Good. Dan, why did you turn that roll down? Basinger just didn't do it for me. Uh, they really, you know, I'm more of a Marilyn Monroe type, you know. At that time, I think Sharon Stone was supposed to be in it. So, yeah. You know, oh, was she in it? Was she the one that was in it? I was Sharon Stone. Absolutely not. Oh, it was, it was Kim. Okay, it was Kim. All right, listen, we have a lot to chat about. You're going to be with us for the entire rest of the show, by the way. I don't know if you know that, but you have no choice. Uh, a couple of things right out of the gate. Before we talk about memory lane auctions. Oh, wait, wait once. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I understand, you know. <laughs> you know. I forgot. There is, there is no love. There is I don't no want justice to the airwaves. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's coming through the airwaves. That's how he got it. COVID. I, just, I got a twitch now. There time. is no there is no humor. <laughs> I find absolutely no humor in that whatsoever. Whatsoever. Well, we can do Put it, it right now. On you. I know. I know. Omicron, Omicron. Actually, you know something, Rico? You know what the thing I miss the most? What? I have not had a cigar in five days. Ooh. Well, maybe that's why you got it. Maybe you need <laughs> that tobacco. <laughs> Could be. Huh? Could be. Hey, Danny, uh, yes. I want to ask you about 
Iron Heart Films. Can you tell us about that? Because I know that you you're either you own it or you're part of it. But what what exactly is Iron Heart Films? I'll, in a nutshell, 1994 moved out to L.A. after I worked on a Bronx Tale with Robert De Niro. Yeah. Joe Pesci was in that. Did a cameo. Chaz Palminteri moved out to L.A. in '94. Worked for Warner Brothers, a bunch of studios. Did some entry level work. Then ended up producing. Opened up Iron Heart Films. That's my production company. But haven't done much film in a long time, except for being on the show Pawn Stars, because there really isn't, you know, the demand with the sports stuff. You know, I always growing up, I always believed that if you have two things you love, there's no reason why you should pick one over the other. If you love two things like doing film, you know, most of my life and also doing the sports stuff, you just take what's hot at the moment and uh, you run with it. But <laughs> It's just, uh, you know, Ironheart Films is a, my production company that I've owned for a long time. Produced some features that went straight to DVD and uh, to home video, to, uh, you know, the cable networks. And uh, that's about it. But, you know, I'll never get rid of it. It's just two passions I've always had. You know, my, my one of the all-time favorite scenes of my entire movie-making watching. The door test? The, the Bronx Tale. Yeah. When, when the motorcycle gang pulls in, that is one of the greatest scenes in the history of movies. I now you guys can't leave. Now you got now I got a great quick story, like hopefully 10 seconds. So I'm inside the Ches Bippy is what the name of the bar was. Yeah. And I'm green. Uh, I'm like an intern with college. In, um, I had an internship with college. So I'm working on the film. They cut and I walk over and I pick up the glass that he used to hit that Chaz used to hit one of the, and those guys were hell's angels. Those I know were, a lot. I read that a lot of them were hell's angels, except for one or two. Right. I, right. Yeah. I, I so read I that. Pick up, I pick up the glass because it's, it's apple glass. It's called it's fake. Yeah. And you can crunch it in your hand. And I wanted to take a piece just to, you know, as a, a memory. Sophie, yeah. And the lady said that that's that, uh, you know, that glass is hot. And I said, no, 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 it's not. And I went to put it in my pocket and she said, you're probably pretty green. You don't understand what hot means. It means that you can't touch it because of the continuity of the scene, that they have to reshoot the scene and they want to make sure that that bottle is in the right. Oh, wow. To reshoot a different angle. So here I'm with Chaz and the Hells Angels and and I'm like learning pretty quick. Rico, do you you saw that movie, The Bronx Tale? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember that scene with the, with course, the motorcycle sure. gang? That's Back, just such a great scene. When I, great was, scene. When I was doing the uh, Sirius XM show, we had him on, Chaz. Chaz? Yeah, big oh, Yankee wow. fan, man. I love him, though. Jeez. I love him. Oh, he's, he's a great good. actor. He's a uh, great actor. Why, let me ask you, uh, uh, Dan, why don't sure. you put together uh, uh, a memorabilia show, uh, cards, having this kind of same? Great, great question. Would That's you give it a I, rest with every time I have a question? No, be, I'm telling you, 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 you're like you're on a roll. I'm always I'm on, on a roll. roll. I keep rolling the heavier I get. But no, think about it. You probably have, but yeah. you know, people come up to the desk. What do you think my uh, card is worth here? You check yeah. it. You know, you can have some fun with it. You know, this is nothing. Take a hike or something like that. Or no, it's a great idea. I mean, I've had a couple of different offers where they they shot some you know, reels on some ideas, you know, we're still thinking of a couple of things, but you know, when you have the production company, sure. You can, you know, associate yourself with producing it, creating it and, yeah. uh, and then pitching it to the networks. Yeah. So, you know, well, it, I mean, it's, basically, it's just not it cards. Be- you got oh, tons of memorabilia. Yeah. It basically it's becomes like an, an antiques roadshow for just the collectibles, sports collectibles. Cards, no, 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 not an antique show. Uh, no, no, but I'm saying the people come in oh, and you appraise. Yeah, like what the they... Pawn Stars. Not exactly, yeah, but, but similar. Right, right. right. Yeah. That's no, been a, a hit. Great... That's a hit, the Pawn Stars. A lot of people are also doing that, right? There's a guy who's an ex, I think, pitcher for the Red Sox that actually has a, a card show that I forget the network it's on. I'll have to find it. But from he played with the Red Sox years ago. And he has a card, a, like a card show. Yeah, really? Yeah. On a, a, some TV cable, some network. His name is Lomborg. No, it's no. not. No, but <laughs> still, uh, okay, he has that. But you, uh, I think it yeah. could be more uh, um, 
What's the a crazy word? kind of a yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, but I mean, you could have some fun with it too. I you think, know you, what I mean? Danny, you would be great at some, it. You really you got would. Some ideas. You're you're a producer. I'm a marketing guy. That's why my head's rolling. You know, you and JP. You and JP should put the doll up and start your own show. I'm telling you, you guys would be great at it. On YouTube, anyway. And you get Thomasulo in there. Oh, home run. Yeah, we'll call it the Great American Appraisal Show or something. Absolutely, like that. we're okay. in. All right, listen, let's talk about the, uh, before we get into the specifics on some of the stuff Memory Lane's been doing, let's talk about the National. What do you guys have in store? Because you guys always have some really cool, cool surprises at the National. What's going on? This is going to be one of the most incredible (coughs) surprises that we're going to bring. You know, people don't study the pop report, but this is a one-off and there's six one-offs that we're going to be bringing to display Wayne Gretzky's debut ticket stub, his from the WHA, which was when he played for the Indianapolis Racers, 1978. So very cool run with his debut. And you know how tickets are the hottest thing in the world now. His debut ticket, his first goal, his second and third goal, first assist, his first scrimmage game. So it's an array of, I think, six tickets that we're going to be on display, not for sale, but just on display. Very cool. That was just great. All right, listen, Danny Wilkins from Memory Lanes in the house. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, there's going to be more Danny Wilkins. Hang in there. We'll be right back. COVID. Mr. COVID. There he is. Look. (laughs) Since 1996, Brian Drent and the staff at Denver's Mile High Card Company have led the charge in the collectibles hobby. Mile High is a full-service dealer specializing in buying and selling cards and offers a competitive consignment program for all collectors. Whether it be their computerized want list service, appraisals, or auction services, Mile High has it all. If you've been searching for a company with a selection of high-grade vintage 1888 to 1970 baseball cards and memorabilia that shares your passion, aim high, Mile High. Go to milehighcardco.com or call 303-840-2784 for more information. With record-breaking sales from everything from the white border T206 Hollandus Wagner for $3.12 million to some great items that support the Jackie Robinson Foundation, Golden Auctions has set the highest standards for the finest in sports cards, autographs, and game-used memorabilia. We're always accepting consignments of high-end premium sports treasures or entire collections. Please register for our next auction and bid now at goldenauctions.com. That's golden with an I. We at Golden Auctions are committed to providing unsurpassed customer service for the discriminating collector. That's exactly why we're the leader in the industry. Visit goldenauctions.com or call 856-767-8550. Remember, Golden Auctions. We don't just break records, we shatter them. Let's go! Batter up! Hi everyone, this is Rico Petroselli, JustCollect.com. A leader in the vintage sports card industry is giving free appraisals on your vintage cards. They'll evaluate your collection for free and let you know the value of it at no cost and no obligation. If you're ready to sell, JustCollect.com will offer you industry-leading prices to buy your card collection. To begin your free baseball card appraisal, visit JustCollect.com or call them at 732-828-2261. That's JustCollect.com for your free vintage card appraisals and top buy prices for your cards. Check out JustCollect.com today. This is Brian Drent, president of Mile High Card Company. Is your sports card and memorabilia collection properly insured? For easily replaced personal property, homeowner's insurance is all most people need. But for prized possessions that you may have spent a lifetime collecting, it doesn't go nearly far enough. Collectibles Insurance Services has been insuring for over 50 years. They offer a full range of protection and a $0 deductible at an affordable rate with no appraisals required. I know because they insure my collection. If you have a minute, go to collectinsure.com and learn more about insuring your personal card or memorabilia collection. Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auctions here to remind you that the renowned Memory Lane Collectibles Company has served as a beacon of light to the collecting community for the past several decades. Indeed, folks, it has been our utmost privilege and pleasure to provide the most enthusiastic collectors with an abundance of the finest sports cards and memorabilia 
for America's most coveted sports personalities via our world-class auctions. Whether you choose either a private sale transaction or the auction route, Memory Lane cordially invites you to reach out to us to maximize the value of your prized possessions. Also, it is not just sales that we pride ourselves on being the best of the rest, because if you are seeking a particular keepsake for your esteemed gathering, we will be relentless in our quest to find that special piece to fulfill your collecting dreams. So no time to wait. Reach out to us today for the purposes of capitalizing on our unparalleled marketing capabilities. Simply pick up the phone and dial 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE. Or find us on the World Wide Web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Now is the time for your valued consignment to ultimately become another one of Memory Lane's record-setting prices. How would you like to own the bat that was used by your favorite player when he hit that towering home run or game-winning base hit? Now look no further than JT Sports, specializing in the sale and authentication of professional game-used bats. As the official authenticators of professional model game-used bats for PSA DNA, JT Sports will guarantee the authenticity of any bat purchased from them. JT Sports also buys and sells game-worn uniforms, gloves, and baseball equipment. The unique quality of the collectible is what JT Sports is all about. Give them a call at 609-487-8003 or check them out at GameUseBats.com. He answered the tough questions. <laughs> On deck with Richard Petroselli. On deck with Richard Petroselli. <laughs> that was great. On deck with uh. Richard Petroselli. Well, Richard, how are you today? What? I said, hi, Richard. How are you today? I'm good. Oh, it's Rico. I'm sorry. She said Richard. Oh, well, that's all right. You can, uh, you can do either one, Rico or oh. Richard. Oh, is that what they called you? They called you like Rich when you were a kid, did they? No, it was the shortened version. Can I ask but, you a question about that? Wait, how do you pronounce your real name? Is, is it Americo a, well, or Americo? Spelled with a no, Americo with a no, but it's Americo. Americo, that's a beautiful name. Yeah, well, Amerigo Vespucci. Remember yeah, him? He, well, he was he, the guy that made the maps. He was a G. Yeah, he has a G, but uh, my mother, well, my parents hated me, so they didn't <laughs> want me. So, so they says, uh, my mother wanted a girl, uh, and she says, well, the hell with him. We'll show him. <clears throat> Let's name right. him. Man. Time for our segment called On Deck with Rico, brought to us each week by our good friend Brian Dwyer and the great staff at REA Auctions. Don't forget to get your bid in by going to robertedwardauctions.com. That's Robert Edward Auctions for extraordinary results and extraordinary service. Okay, week. this week's question, and by the way, I forgot to bring a sample, but the gentleman that sent us, his name is Steve Schwab. You get to win a uh, Great American Collectibles t-shirt. I'm not going to give you the one I have on, but we'll get one in the mail to you. Okay, here's the question, Rick. It says, it looks like the Yankees are going to leave the Red Sox in the dust. First of all, what are your thoughts about that? What a great question. That's one of your best questions you've ever asked. I didn't ask the question. Steve Schwab asked the question. That's why it's great. That's what we're saying. (laughs) What is your thought? Oh, well, you don't. All right. Say it over again. No. Uh, What the hell was it? The Yankees, the Yankees, go- the team. Yeah, the Yankees. JT looks like how good are they? Rico? Going to leave the Red Sox. Well, right now they're very good. Uh, they're they're an offensive team. They're, they're all hitting, <clears throat> and uh, Judge is having a great year because his contract's up. Uh, <laughs> no, you know, I mean they got a good team. <clears throat> the- uh, Danny, you can jump in. By hey, way, wait, hey, well, go ahead. No, no, finish. No, I want Danny to jump in. But the playoffs a different story. It's a different story than the pitchers. Uh, you usually face your ace. The other team faces, you know, will throw their ace. And hits are tougher to come by. So you're saying in a short series. Short series, the Yankees. They're vulnerable. Unless they get you know, have good pitching, they, they could be beat easy. Dan, your thoughts? I'm telling you, everybody's showing up to the dance. 
I mean, you got anywhere from Judge to LeMayu to Stanton to, you know, the whole entire lineup is uh, is producing. And they're gelling together. They got a new hitting coach, uh, Hensley Bam Bam Mullins. From, yeah. You know, he won three World Series rings with the Giants, you know, in a 10-year span. I mean, they have the staff. They also, you know, I don't know what you guys think about this, but I'll tell you, sometimes you got the guys that think they know what they're doing in the analytics side and that it's because of them that they're doing so well. And then you have the guys that are the hitting coaches that are taking them into the cage, you know, inside the stadium and working with the players, no matter if they're a veteran or not. So I think it has to do a lot with the hitting, you know, than the the analytics. Because what's really weird that I've recently learned about analytics is that they're going to judge someone on the exit velocity of the ball if they're up to bat and they hit it in the air and it it takes off real quick. Even if they're out, they get more credit on the analytics numbers side than if someone like, you know, hit in, not hit into double play, but if someone hit a single, you know, through the between the first and second baseman. So interesting. Numbers yeah. are very yeah. weird. That's true, but I I don't mean they're still um, vulnerable to strikeouts. Uh, The one thing that they have a better balanced lineup now with uh, Rizzo and uh, yeah, Gallo. uh, They got Carpenter from uh, St. Louis. Uh, He could you know get hot anytime. So that I will say, but it's still going to come down to pitching. Well, you know something. We were talking about this last week, Dan. With uh, I think it was Brian Dwyer. Uh, Rico made a good point about. You know, if you look at using Judge as an example, and this kind of supports what Rico's saying about a short series, look at how many home runs he's hit, which is a crap load, a 30, 31 at this juncture. But how many home runs has he hit against sub-500 pitchers? That's what you got to look at. And I think that's what one of the things Rico's saying, that, you know, Come playoff time, he's not going to be looking at many sub-500 pitches. I mean, one or two, but, it, you know, the, the whole pitching thing kind of jumps up a level or two. So it's going to be you interesting never know. to see what you happens. Know, we're just right. uh, speculating here, but uh, if it's their year, you know, they'll just keep going. Uh, Rico, there's a second part. Go ahead, Dan. Hey, there's a second part to this question. There is? Yeah. He's asking – This is this is a good question. Rico, what Yankee team was the best team that you played against in your career? What particular Yankee team was the best that you played against? I think it was the uh, 1927 uh, Yankees. <laughs> yeah, with Ruth. When you, Ruth, you played against Ruth. Yeah. I, I, Him and I Ruth, they used to get Ruth. drunk together. They well, used to get... no, actually, they put me behind a Gehrig, Ruth and then Gehrig and then me. And then you. And, right. of course, they... Pitchers were afraid, so they had to pitch the Carrigan. Babe Lou and Americo. Yeah. America. No, America. I would say that uh, when I first came up, the Yankees were terrible. Then they started getting better in the middle 70s. So I, I guess the 76 team, uh, their team was the, the best that I had, uh, you know, that I faced. And then the next year I was gone. So. But uh, I would say that. But the so 60, the team in '67 that you played against '68. No, they that, were they were no good. And they were on the back end. Yeah, he was they were and, terrible. And, and Mickey Mantle, they were on the back CBS end. CBS okay. owned them, and uh, they didn't know what the hell they were doing. So the '76 Yankees, that's it. Yeah, I, I, that's the only one. I mean, maybe they weren't the greatest, but uh, they were good. You know, and they had Jackson and all. They were very good teams. All right. Well, let's yeah. get back to uh, Mr. Wolken. Yes. All right, Danny. We've talked about this before. I'm going to talk about it again. Modern versus ultra-modern market, number one. Investors, are they investors? Are they collectors? Or are they both? I'm talking the younger generation that are investing in uh, modern and ultra-modern cards. Is there a love there for the collection, or is it just strictly a monetary investment? You know, it's tough with new cards. Ultra-modern cards, there's a lot of hype around them. The pop is huge you know these cards come out of these packs like these panini puts together a beautiful beautiful product the cards are you could cut yourselves with the cards right when they come out of the pack so it's not like you know when you guys collected back in the day when my parents collected back in the day you know my dad would collect you know long story short he'd flip them so they the condition would go so that's why you have condition on the all these 
you know, older cards in all, you know, all levels. But as far as the new cards, they come out of the pack. They're perfect. So right. if you have a card that has like 20,000 PSA 10s, where's the investment side? And also what people have to, which I touched on last time, which people have to be careful about is buying the hype. You know, they buy the hype. They got these guys that are going to corner the market, not corner the market, but buy a ton of, you know, these Jordan rookie cards. And then all of a sudden a couple go for 750,000. So you have a guy mortgaging his home because he thinks it's going to be a $5 million card. Next thing you know, um, you know, you cut to 2022 and the card's going for 200 grand. So you got the, uh, the guy who's going to lose his house. Who cares? Uh, you know, who cares? It's these guys are making their millions and I feel terrible for it. But, you know, buyer beware. They can't, you know, they're jumping, you know, they're, they're buying the hype and that's what's scary. You know, a lot of the new cards are coming down. It, I had a, this is a problem I had years ago when certain card companies would come out with a one of one. So you had a Babe Ruth one of one. It was worth 25 grand. Okay. The next year they came out with seven one of ones, different products. They'll throw that one on one. Now there are thousands of one of ones, one of 25s, one of of 50s, one of 99s. It's, it's not limited anymore because that's called, but I mean, to, to support what you're saying, that's called what we're getting today is what everybody refers to as manufactured scarcities or manufactured rarities. I mean, but a, a Ruth card, a Garrett card, a Cobb card, those are finite cards. So if yeah. it's only a one of one or a one of 10, you know that's that's actually what you're Absolutely. getting. Absolutely. But also, if I may, Dan, sure. <clears throat> I'd rather buy a card to put my money in the bank. What oh, do I get? Yeah. One oh, percent, you know. I'm just saying. Uh, even even investments right now, you know, with the market the way it is, and I got a card. It may go down, but I still have a you An know asset. a decent amount. Yeah, right. And if it goes up again, especially the uh, the vintage. Well, the- that's what I'm saying. <clears throat> the vintage cards, I I agree a hundred percent with you. The modern and ultra modern cards, man. I think you're rolling the dice. I think you're Big really time. rolling the dice. Big time. You know? and you, I think you know buying a maze from '58 that might be a pop six, you know, in a ten. And I'm sorry, in a nine. You know, you're you're parking your money in the right position. And I'll tell you, our industry is the most successful stockbrokers in the world. They crush stockbrokers. You know, if you make ten percent of your money in the stock market. You're killing it. Well, you know, even yeah. 7%, you're killing it. But here, if you buy something for $100 and you sell it for 130 bucks, and you take that 130 and through the year, you can grow, you know, that 100 bucks into $400 before the year's end. So you've made 300%. Yeah. The numbers are staggering with what someone can do, you know, in, in just investing. Like you said, investing you know, in low pop vintage Rico, like you said, you know, buying older cards, staying away from the new stuff, you know, and, you know, then there's another side of the coin, buy what you love, enjoy what you're doing. If for some reason it goes up in value, you know, then so be it. And that's great. But, you know, there's also the side of, if you can afford it, buy what you love and enjoy it, you know, and, and I think, you know, and it's scarcities. There's always a buyer for anything and everything. You just need to park your money in the right stuff. And you know, I, I've gotten and I've you know I've talked about this many times. I look at my particular collection, and I've I've now I've whittled it down to uh, manageable. But I look at the return on my investment oh, yeah. since I started buying cards in 1986 or 87. No, seriously. Yeah. I mean, there are car. I mean, you know, Ellen and I have investments with my family business. We have 401ks, all of that stuff. The return on my investment with my collectibles, with my sports memorabilia is just blows away anything yeah. else that we have. Well, I mean, that's just the way it's been. How about you sharing your millions with, uh, you know, your co-host? Petricelli, you well. have, listen to me, you're <clears> the <throat> only guy I Dan, know. Dan, he's, uh, he's a Dan, cheap. he's the only guy I know. The Red Sox will pick him up. 
Uh, call him up, say, Rick, do me a favor. We need you to come to the stadium to eat a couple of hot dogs, <laughs> sign a few autographs, and we'll give you 10 grand. Ooh, that's, I wish. What he, that's what he does. No, that's but I, does. I, I, the newer cards to the kids, there's a lot more kids now, parents and kids Absolutely. getting involved. And, of course, you know, they hear the names, uh, Trout, et cetera. They're going to buy those cards. Uh, and so we like to see that, too. So we're hoping that, you know, that end of uh, – of the uh, industry c- continues to grow too. Uh, yeah, beside absolutely. the vintage. But back to your collection, Tom. Um, I don't know if you got the consignment form for the cards you sent in for us to sell for you, but the next group, that whole collection, I'm very excited. We're going to feature that on your show probably about two, three shows down the line. Um, and we're looking forward to selling your whole entire collection. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm afraid that's uh, that's. <laughs> I do have I have a couple of stragglers. I'd be more than happy to throw you away. Great. Stand uh, happy. And you know something that I means some of the some of the stuff that I buy is like it's off the wall stuff. It really is. Cool. I just picked up. You know, I have a I have a really nice uh, Christy Matthewson T206. It's a PSA six, Beautiful. and I've had that for 30 years. So then I picked up his book, Pitching in a Pinch. Unfortunately, oh, yeah. it's the first edition, but not signed by him. But it's in my little, I have a little disp- display case. Nice. When I got rid of my T206s, I decided to hang on to Chief Myers because oh, yeah. Chief Myers was Christie's battery mate for basically his entire career. I just picked up a, I think it's the only one of two signed baseballs by Chief Myers. Oh, and, wow. And the, the word Chief is in Native American. So I have hmm. the Myers ball, the Myers card, the book, and, and Matthewson. I have the battery mates together. That's kind of the crazy companion stuff that, that I like to buy. That's what I like yeah, to buy. No, Danny, let's, let's talk about your collection because I know at one time, and I think you still are, you're heavily in, you were heavily into signed checks, correct? Are you yeah. still, you're still doing that? Yeah, a lot of signed checks, you know, whether it's Ruth or Gehrig or even non-sports. I mean, I love things that tell a story, just like you were talking about Chief Myers and Matthewson, where you put something together, it tells a story. You know, you I, we have uh, just picked up a slew of checks signed by Jack Ruby. You know, it's <coughs> it's just, uh, you know, it's, it's these walks of life that have all these stories. You know, I did have a lot of quantity of checks that I ended up getting rid of. Um, you know, just based on there was such a huge supply of them that there was really no no reason to hold on to them. But little by little, like sign checks of Orville Wright. Now that's you know, cool stuff, though. That's really cool stuff. Yeah. And it's yeah, affordable. It you know, you can get an Orville Wright check for five to eight hundred bucks, you know, so depending on condition. So why wouldn't you buy, you know, a piece of history? You can get a JFK check for eight to ten thousand. You know, you can get an Abraham Lincoln Signed check from the 1860s, okay, <laughs> for about ten to twelve thousand dollars. Yeah, see, that's that's the stuff that's cool. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. All right, we are chatting with Dan Wilker. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the, probably the most famous autograph piece out there: Petroselli <laughs> and Ruth on the same piece. Don't of paper. do that to me, you. And you know, we'll be right back. You Christine Auction is a family-owned and operated online auction specializing in autographed memorabilia, sports cards, coins, art, and collectibles. Since their founding in 2010, they've grown to two facilities in Phoenix, Arizona, totaling over 60,000 square feet. Jared Cavalier and an incredible staff of over 150 team members serve a very large customer base and enjoy every minute of it. By working with leading authentication companies, Pristine ensures all items are 100% authentic. In addition, third-party authenticators regularly travel to Pristine Auction to provide authentication services on-site. Pristine Auction strives to operate its business in a way that's honoring to God, their families, and their customers. With a strong focus on speed, quality, and premier customer service, their mission is to be the leading online auction for every level of collector and fan. Pristine also works for Hope Sports and Identity Hoops International, traveling to Mexico to build houses for the less fortunate. Pristine Auction offers several online auction formats with thousands of auctions ending each day. For more information, go to pristineauction.com. That's Pristine Auction, the best in the business. If you're a discerning collector interested in owning the most important pieces in the hobby, look no further than Leland's Auctions. 
the original sports auction and appraisal house, Leland's was established in 1985 by legendary pioneer founder Joshua Leland Evans. And today, President Mike Hefner carries on the tradition. From the Tom Brady card and memorabilia collection, to the famed Boston Garden auction, to high-end card auctions from every major sport, Leland's has always maintained the highest standards. Go to Leland's.com and get your bid in. That's Leland's, the hobby's leading sports auction house for four decades. It's often been said that championships are won on the practice field, and world records come only to those willing to work harder than everybody else. Heritage Auctions is the world's largest collectibles auctioneer because we believe that becoming the best is only an invitation to the challenge of remaining the best. This requires the skills of the hobby's top experts, capable of identifying and maximizing value for our consigners. It requires the most visited website in the industry, courting a global audience of collectors over a million and a half strong. It requires a dedicated press department that expands our global reach far beyond the entrenched hobby marketplace. It's hard work, but a simple premise. Present the finest collectibles to the largest population of potential buyers, and world records will come. We invite all listeners to put the unmatched power of Heritage Auctions to work for you. Auction evaluations are always free, and our commission-based fee structure ensures that our interests are always aligned. The highest possible price for your collectibles. There will always be new world records to chase, so let's chase them together. Visit our website at ha.com and request your no-obligation review today. Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auctions here to remind you that the renowned Memory Lane Collectibles Company has served as a beacon of light to the collecting community for the past several decades. Indeed, folks, it has been our utmost privilege and pleasure to provide the most enthusiastic collectors with an abundance of the finest sports cards and memorabilia for America's most coveted sports personalities via our world-class auctions. Whether you choose either a private sale transaction or the auction route, Memory Lane cordially invites you to reach out to us to maximize the value of your prized possessions. Also, it is not just sales that we pride ourselves on being the best of the rest, because if you are seeking a particular keepsake for your esteemed gathering, we will be relentless in our quest to find that special piece to fulfill your collecting dreams. So no time to wait. Reach out to us today for the purposes of capitalizing on our unparalleled marketing capabilities. Simply pick up the phone and dial 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE or find us on the World Wide Web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Now is the time for your valued consignment to ultimately become Another one of Memory Lane's record-setting prices. With so many fakes out there, it's hard to figure out if the sneakers you want are real. But when you buy eligible sneakers on eBay, you can be confident they're genuine because every pair goes through a meticulous authentication process. Introducing eBay Authenticity Guarantee. First, the sneakers you've purchased are inspected by a team of professional authenticators who carefully examine the shoes, including color, pattern, logos, and materials. Then they're measured and compared to the eBay listing to make sure they match. Even the laces, accessories, and box are checked. Once your sneakers are verified, they receive an authenticity tag, and every tag is NFC-enabled so you can see the detailed specs. eBay Authenticity Guarantee. No fakes, no fraud, no doubt. Well, folks, eBay is the place to go for all of your sports memorabilia. Uh, Tom Zappler goes there, and uh, <clears throat> when he's got spare time, he likes to go there after having his martinis and uh, uh, cigars. Cheese and crackers. Don't forget the cheese and crackers. Cheese and crackers, and uh, he has a good time there. <clears throat> you got sports or non-sports cards, <clears throat> excuse me, autographs, and much more, whether it's a gift that uh, Tom <laughs> has never given to any of his staff. Uh, for that special someone or you want to just add to your collection, eBay's huge marketplace should be your first stop. And if you sell, now's the time to flip your cards and get some extra cash, Tom. 
Well, I shop on eBay all the time. That's eBay connecting buyers and sellers globally. Thank you, Rico. Very nice. Hey, Danny, you guys have a blockbuster uh, auction coming up, man. Tell us about it. We do, but I'm quick, real quick. I'm going to tell you something about eBay. Really cool story. I'm on there. I always look for deals here and there. I picked up a Gabby Hartnett cut and a check with shipping for 75 bucks. So I was going to take it out of the, it was framed. I take it out of the frame. I took the piece off the back. And what does it say on the back? Jimmy Spence, show off collectibles, Orwigs, Pennsylvania. This was his frame. Are you kidding me? Job. So this had to have been framed by Spence about 40 years ago. Oh, my God. Very cool. I'm at the National. Very cool. So so. Tell us about uh, the auction. Yeah, you know, it's so powerful. It's it's incredible. We've got two catalogs in the this next auction. It ends September around the first week of September. It's going to start about the third week of August. And we have a two again, two catalogs, a 52 top set that we're breaking. That's all signed, all encapsulated by PSA. We've got a 50, um, an 86 Fleer basketball set, all PSA 10s. Cards and stickers all being broken, single lots. We've got a 58 tops high grade set. We've got a 63 tops Pete Rose in a PSA nine. We have two Gemmin 10 rookies, big time Hall of Famers of Johnny Bench and Steve Carlton. We've and Rico, you ready for this one? We've got a run of Boston Red Sox programs from 1901 to 2021, including the 1903 program. That's nearly impossible. It's scored when uh, I think Cy Young lost seven to three. Oh, man. Uh, But that piece we've got. Are you selling those individuals, individual lots? It's a collection. So you're going to sell it as a collection? Yeah, but I think we uh, pulled some that we're going to sell individually, and then we'll sell some as lots. Oh, you got to pull the sixty-seven, and I'll bid on it so I can get Petroselli to sign it for me. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We'll see if we can do that. Uh, so, but we also have where we have a fifty-three top set that's being broken. That's all PSA eights or better. Wow. We've got about sixty Type One photos, including a thirty-nine, uh, a George Burke thirty-nine uh, Williams rookie photo um, a lot of high grade mantle cards also a bunch of t206 cards including a psa uh, maggie error a psa three cool. so that's cool. up there nice stuff, man. Uh, just some incredible uh, you know you said you said something at the very beginning that kind of piqued my interest did you say that you have a complete 52 top set signed Sign. It is missing. I think it's missing the Matthews. But aside from that, every single card is signed. They're encapsulated by PSA. And the the cool thing, and then to to back way up as far as what your point was for the Maddie two and three in the same auction, or how Steve touching on what Steve said. Right. You've had great points. I agree with him a hundred percent. That you don't. You know, you see some of these auctions put eight to ten mantle fifty three. Yeah. Top I mean. You know, even in 17 different grades, what we do is we will not duplicate the same grade. Now, for your sake, as far as a Maddie two or three, if you give a Maddie two and we're selling a three from a different consigner, I think it's a benefit to you because the three people are going to fight that out and they're going to bid to the moon on that. Good point. And if they don't win it, they're going to go for the two. That's a good point. They might overpay just in the heat of things, because you know how bidding and ego and you want, when you want to win it, you want to win it. Very good point. I didn't think of that. And you're making a good point. I think I will retract my statement. If you have the same card with the same grade, I have a problem with that. But what you're saying now makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, but this auction is going to be incredible. You know, when you get the catalog, we, we made sure that when you get the catalog in the mail, you can also work out with it because it's the uh, weight of a baby, a newborn baby. It's about an eight pound catalog. So, uh, you know, but it's just, it's incredible. You know, the, we have a bunch of unopened that's going to be in the auction. I mean, it's just, you know, people sell our catalogs on eBay. It's hilarious. You You know, Danny, before the break, I said there was, there really is out there a ball signed 
by, by Babe Ruth and Babe Ruth. Can you imagine somebody walking up to Rico Petroselli that has a Babe Ruth autograph and saying he has signed the back of it? Rico, true or false? What, the ball? Yeah. True, but you didn't realize one thing. I signed it before Babe signed it. <laughs> <laughs> Rico, do you remember when that happened? Yes. Like the- honestly, I, I, I can't. The, the guy is a Babe Ruth. I want you to sign it. I said, what? I said, you're crazy. Babe Ruth. I mean, this is worth good money. No, I don't care. I don't care. You're my favorite player. I want you on there. And he just wouldn't go away. And I says, okay, are you going to ruin this ball? I wonder if that thing was He was honored. uh, Babe was honored to be. (laughs) Hey, listen, I have a couple of of minutes left, and I'm going to address this to both of you guys. And this is a serious serious point I want to make. You guys – of two very, very spiritual men. Yes. Danny, I read your post on Facebook and I find them seriously, I find them enlightening. I really do. Very much. Thank and you. And Rico, you too. Rico's a very spiritual guy. He's very I'm a Christian. With, I'm a right. And you're involved with the, the whole Christian. Of, and and you're involved with the uh, uh at, what do they call it? Fellowship, the of, Christian Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Them and, and other ministries. You guys are both very, very spiritual guys. Danny, what do you, we have about a minute and a half. What do you attribute that to for you personally? Paying it forward. I want people to be successful. I want to be able to talk someone up. I want someone, to, I want everybody to succeed. I mean, I'm very grateful for what I have, you know, what the things that I've been able to do to accomplish, you know, I'm 50 years old. It's, it's been a dream life thus far. And I, whenever I see someone down, it bothers me that I want to pick them up and say, you know what, if someone else, why not you? You know, that's always been my motto in life. You can do anything you want. Look at you, you, you published books back in the day, you had an idea. It was, you know, and you went from concept to completion and now you're on what your 10th book. I mean, it's amazing. And you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, damn, I succeeded. I went and I did it. And I'll tell you, you know, we're no one is different than the next person. If you cut yourself, we all bleed red. So I'm telling you, we're all the same. We all, you know, if if we put aside greed and just go for it and be positive and have a positive mental attitude, I, I think it's, you know, there's no reason why one can't succeed. If they're going through hell. They can get out of it quick. It's just mind over matter. You know, because, I want everyone to well, succeed. no, I, for salvation, I, I became a Christian. My wife had cancer and uh, while I was a player, and uh, I didn't know oh. what to do. I met a guy who was just came out of seminary. He was a big sports fan and uh, talked to me about it. And uh, I said, yeah, that makes sense. So I kind of dedicated my life to that, to uh Christianity and uh, the big thing is salvation. It's not just what we do here, but where are we going to be? What's going to happen after? Yeah, but Rico, you've had you've had a real impact on a lot of younger athletes. A, a lot. Well, it's a, they they have uh, now they have um, uh, chapel programs for so all the sports uh, all the way through high school, you know, and so th- there's people there to try to help out. But it also helps. Helps your life now. I mean, you know. And Danny, you say the same thing. It's faith. It's faith in Christ. Just just Uh, believe. Just believe that there's a God and that. And even if you don't believe, you know, I don't (laughs) want to take it away from people that might not believe. It's just like be positive. Be a good person. You know, pay it forward. It's like, you know, and never do something because of karma. That's my biggest thing. You don't do something because you get it back tenfold. You do it because you feel in your heart you want to do it for someone. And then you pay it forward and that's it. And if the if the guilty part is feeling good, then I'll take it for doing something for someone else. Awesome. Your website address, sir, is www.memorylaneinc.com. I'm telling you, this is an, it's an amazing auction coming up. Great. We great. really look forward to seeing could you I at say, the national. Can I say something too? Yeah, you got 30 seconds. Okay. Uh I'm joking with uh to the people out there watching and listening, I'm joking with Tom about COVID. I know Absolutely. people are listening because they might have had somebody close to them die of COVID, and I'm not making fun of it. I, you know, I joke around with Tom a lot, so please uh, don't take Absolutely, that Rico. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, listen, I'm one of the fortunate ones. I had uh, a, you know, a very mild yeah. – uh, I have a very mild uh, case. Uh, again, I'm one of the fortunate ones. We've, yeah. we've lost – 
people very close to us yeah. with COVID. I mean, you know, oh, yeah. so, so you know you have to. You know, it's, it, it is yeah. it is no joking matter. No, it really, certainly is. not. You know, Ellen yeah. and I, we've you done are. everything humanly possible to come this far without getting it. Now we're following the procedures. We're sticking around the house. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to do a little fishing this afternoon by myself on my dock. Four or five martinis. That that might help kill the germ. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) There's something to be said about that, by the way, but we won't get into that. All right, guys. Dan, we see you at the National. Uh, We're going to be coming around, uh, doing a little interview. Looking forward to seeing you, JP, Joe, and the rest of the gang. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. Take care. We love having you. Rico, I'll see you next week. Don't forget to get the T-shirts from Elsie. I got them, kiddo. All right. With that being said, you guys, we love you all. Thanks so much for the support. Happy collecting. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.